What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Punched in the nugs, in the nugs, by the nugs. Punched in the nugs, in the nugs, by the nugs. Again, Phoenix loses game two, 87 points total they score. They only give up 97, so yay us. It's tough. It's tough going live right after a game like that. A, a winnable game for the Suns. A game that was a slog fest. The kind of game that you want against the Denver Nuggets. A team that has a high potent offense. Off nights from Jamal Murray. Off nights from Michael Porter Jr. But then off nights from Kevin Durant. Chris Paul pulls his groin. You got to win those games. You got to win those games. I'll say this. I'm going to say a lot of a lot of things out of emotion on this podcast tonight. I'm going to be pissed off. There's things I'm pissed off about. Multiple things. I'll say things I probably regret. I don't care. The Suns didn't care, Matthew. So why should I? No, you shouldn't. Let it all out. What are you afraid of, man? You know, um, you are you scared that there's some jamsters out there might be mad at you? I don't because you're shit. upset about this. <laughs> yeah, of course we're all upset. Even though I did predict O2 a closer I'm, game we're gonna lose. I did predict that. I know it's everyone's pissed off right now. First off, I'm mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for predicting that. I know, I know, but you know what? There were some things that we saw um, defensively that were good, but offensively, oh, like you said, man, you gotta have KD and Booker go at Jokic when Murray is not playing the way he played in Game One. And they got to win the game. They got to finish this team off, and they just they failed. They failed. Booker, a better game, but in the fourth quarter, just couldn't hit the shots either. So nobody could hit the shots in the fourth quarter, man. Nobody. We started. Points. We started zero of nine from the field. Fourteen that's total points it. in the fourth. Yeah, that's how you go and you win games. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, I'm. I'll look at. I'll, I'll start off by saying this. I'll, I'll preface everything that I say tonight as I frustratingly dog the officiating as I want to punch Nikolai Jokic in his pink face uh, for his moving screens. I'll say this. We just witnessed yesterday a team that started a series down 0-2 after losing two on the road, and they came back and they won in seven. And that was the the Warriors and Stephen Curry in his 50 points in game seven over the Sacramento Kings. It can be done. But in typical Suns fashion, that's what it's going to have to take. Unless they somehow pull a, a NBA Finals run like the Bucks did against the Suns and win the next four consecutive games, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a forcing this to Game 7 and winning on the road for it to happen. Part of me is already starting to make peace with the fact that you and I, in about a week and a half, won't be doing podcasts for quite some time until the preseason begins. <laughs> because it's just, this ain't it. This ain't it. We, we've seen two different versions of the Phoenix Suns in this series. We've, te- we've seen a team that can score at an insane clip and still doesn't win. And we've seen a team that can take Denver out of their game plan, play isolation defense, do what they want to do with Denver, hold them to 97 points, and can't win. So there's a lot of question marks as we prepare for game three, and it sucks because it's not till Friday, so we have to sit and and, and stew in this shit until Friday, man. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm on the opposite side of this. I know down 0-2 looks bad. Um, I saw a lot of good things. Only, I mean, we'll go over them. Uh, only with the bench and how Monty did try some different things. Um, I like how you can see that Jock could put up some decent minutes. I, I would still like to see a lot of uh, Ross out there. There's some good things coming from this game. I know the shots did not go in, but Jamsters, you have to realize the way we're going to win this this championship is going to be through Kevin Durant and Booker. They have to finish these games. They have to put up the 40-point games for us to win. If that doesn't happen, we're not going to win. Of course, Chris Paul's out, but is that going to make a difference? If we lose the series because Chris Paul's hurt, I would be shocked. So 
I mean, we'll talk about it, man. Plenty. I, I feel a little bit better than John on this. Plenty. <laughs> on this yeah, topic, I just but. feel defeated. <laughs> I just feel like defeated. I, I, I feel like I just I got like, tell, the wind man. knocked out of me. <laughs> this is a game that we should have won. Yeah. Every and, and we're up, and I'm like, okay, look, this is a good game too. And then just to see them completely lay a big old fat fucking egg in the fourth quarter, and you're like, oh yeah, Suns basketball. What what did I hear recently? Somebody said, when I die. I want six members of the Phoenix Suns to carry my casket so they can let me down one more time. That's just how I feel as that a Sun Suns says a Suns t-shirt. Fan. It should be. You know, I'm gonna make that into a t-shirt. We should bullshit. we should in the offseason, the six guys that you want holding your casket. We should we should do that. Like the oh, Mount Rushmore thing. Oh the yes. Six guys holding your casket. Yes, the six sons who've let us down the most. We need that. Ooh, <laughs> that's gonna be a great uh offseason podcast topic of conversation which might happen sooner rather than later so uh this is a reminder jamsters again if you're watching along live and you you like coming to the sun's jam therapy session thanks for doing so make sure you hit the thumbs up on youtube if you're watching later go ahead and hit thumbs up while you're watching it and you're eating some popcorn and it's getting all over your chest and you know it, it's kind of with the tears and the popcorn it just creates this kind of weird filmy grease you can still kind of press that thumb uh, thumbs up button if you're listening as per usual make sure you give us a five-star review on apple podcasts and if you're on spotify just give us the five stars they don't ask you for reviews they don't want your words but i'll tell you this if you write words on apple podcasts we'll read them right here uh, a reminder that we have a limit time promo with uh for anybody who's a new DraftKings user, just deposit and place a $5 wager on any sport and get $150 instantly added to your account in bonus bets win or lose all you have to do is use our code SUNSJAM at sign up to redeem. Using our code SUNSJAM again is another one of those great ways to support the pod, support our our depression, support the medication that we take for said depression, uh, support the drinking habits that we have because we're depressed. Uh, so so again, if you if you don't have a DraftKings account, do us a solid, sign up with the code SUNSJAM and place that first bet. Remember, that's new customers only, 21 over and physically present in Arizona or wherever they have like betting states and such. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Valid one offer per customer. Minimum $5 deposit and $5 wager required. Re- rewards issued as non-withdrawal bonus bets and expire seven days after being awarded. See full terms at DraftKings.com. I know you call 1-800-NEXT-STEP if you are, have a gambling problem. What do you call if you have a son's problem, man? Like 1-800- Fuck me with two E's. Like, fuck me. You call your mom. Not your mom, but just your mom. Or call your 800 dad. your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It lines up. Well, right? pop them. Pop them if you got them, Suns fan. I'm just going to pop them. I already had a couple. Yeah, I can't wait to hear no about chugging. that. It's time. Yeah, no chugging with the fellas tonight, huh? win game two of the Western Conference semifinals, sending themselves to a 2-0 and lead over the Phoenix Suns as the series gets ready to had, head back to Phoenix, which as always brings me to my first question for Matthew. Matthew, I got to ask. All right, Matthew, I got to ask. Now, the first one, I'll ask you two questions. The first one is, how ugly is that score look on that graphic? <laughs> yeah, that looks so bad. That looks so bad. Yeah, 97 to 87. I had to maximize that font, dude, at 87, 97. What am I looking at? Gross, I just, I, I didn't, when I did it, I almost threw up in my mouth. What is this, like the 98 finals? What the fuck is that what shit? Is, it just looks like shit, too, man. Oh, man. I did the triple digits to make sure yeah. it fits. I'm like, what, double digits on both? Yeah, I don't know what you, to do. You just don't see that, and then seven. The <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you see like, and seven's not a pretty number. Anyone who no. says seven's a pretty number, uh, don't trust that person. No, don't trust them at all. But, but my real question that I have to ask you is: after losing this game, just plain and simple, Matthew, are you concerned? Okay, so going to the playoffs, I've, I've been concerned this whole time. I've been concerned since the trade. I've been concerned since uh, Katie's injury. I'm still concerned. There's no way you can trust this team, whether you listen to uh, the Ringers, Ryan Russell, the podcast where he had them going to the Western finals. I was still concerned because we just don't know what to, 
really worry about this team. The two things is Aiden's foul trouble and Chris Paul's injury prone. If he if he can if he's going to be injured, then that's an issue. If Da can stay on the floor, that helps. If he gets in foul trouble, that's a big thing. Those are two things I was concerned about. They happened in this game. Um, I'm concerned, but I still pick Suns and seven. So I had to stick with that, even though it hurts. Down. Do you 0-2. want to stick with that? Yeah. If you could I, change I'm your answer right now, I'm sticking with it because I believe. Would- KD has to come through as that guy. He has to. And I, I think it's still going to happen. It's going to take some more time, but it has to happen next game for sure. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I was concerned coming into this game, obviously. And if I, I, I knew that if we left with a loss, no matter the manner in which we, no matter the manner in which we exited, that I'd be pretty darn concerned because I just don't see it from this team. I just don't see it. I don't see uh, consistency. I, you know, they were talking about it a little bit on the the Bill Simmons podcast. Him and Ryan Rosillo. They're talking about that new guy energy, and unfortunately, that's what the Phoenix Suns have. Is they have a lot of that new guy energy in which this is their fifteenth game that they played with Kevin Durant. They're still trying to figure out what some of their offensive sets are. They lack that organic chemistry that the the. Sons have had for the last two seasons where you just kind of know who's going to do what and when. And what hurt the Suns last year essentially was Chris Paul diminished. If Chris Paul had been who he was earlier in his career or even like two months before the playoffs started, that was a dangerous team. But we literally watched Chris Paul in the 2022 NBA playoffs disintegrate before our eyes. So to counter that this season, they traded for Kevin Durant. They gave up quite the ransom to do so, and it's Kevin Durant. You can't not make that trade. I get it. Uh, Cameron Johnson's going to be a restricted free agent this year. In a couple, you know, two, three seasons, Mikhail could potentially come back, or I'll count down to the, that, the, to the day that that could happen. But you have to make that trade simply because Chris Paul is and has been diminished. And then, like, like, clockwork like father time coming knocking on the door this paul in this game starts to starts to feel it right he goes three of three from the field in the third quarter six points in that quarter he also had three assists and the one time that the suns were starting to to build a lead i think they went up eight and chris paul was the, the spearhead of that attack because it was either, hey, you're going to double off of him or double him, and, and he's going to carve you apart. What happens? Chris Paul pulls his groin. And we know that if Chris Paul pulls, pulls his groin, I mean, Booker was out for, what, 21 games with a pulled groin? And he's, a, he's got a young, healthy 26-year-old groin. Old man Chris Paul's groin. I'm no doctor, but I don't think we'll be seeing him the rest of the season. No, probably not. In the third quarter, he was hitting big shots, and then you're like, well, uh, Matthew, you yourself actually wanted him to be gone from the end of games. You wanted just you know to have Craig and Akogi in there, I think. That's what I wanted, um, and I got it, and I'm not very happy with that decision now that it's actually happened because now we have Cameron Payne in there trying to make shots, and he's missing everything. Uh, defensively, he was good, but um, to replace Chris Paul is going to be really tough, especially when you have uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker trying to move the ball, but not really. I mean, they're just playing iso ball. It's isolation ball. Once they're it's in. just iso ball, and they're not—they're yep. trying to move the ball. They're looking. They might look at you, but they're not. They don't give a fuck. And like you <laughs> said, the new guy energy. <clears throat> the Rosillo podcast, whatever they said that—that that, that's true. I think um, when you have Chris Paul out. You're going to have to worry about Kevin Durant trying to figure things out himself more now. Chris Paul, even with Kevin Durant on the floor, even with Booker, they're trying to like tell Kevin Durant what to do on the court, where to be. They yes. still need to boss him around in a way where it's like, I'm Kevin Durant, but still you got to boss him around. You got to tell him where to be on the court because he doesn't really know yet. Um, missing that hurts. And yes. I'm, I'm mad at myself because – I'm like, well, what are you going to get? If Chris Paul comes back and he's hurt, is he going to stand in the corner like he always does? Yeah, but you just you need that guy out there. You need the leader on this team, a team that has a new guy in there. Even though it's Kevin Durant, you can pluck him and play. A lot of people say that, but you just need some guy to be the floor general still. Yes. And Cameron Payne 
it's far from that. So this is tough, man. At first, I'm like, oh, well, it's only Chris Paul. But what am I fucking talking about, but, man? But you look at that, though, right? I mean, Chris Paul goes out, and I don't have the uh, the exact time he went out of the third quarter, but roughly through the third quarter, again, they're up eight. They lose by 10. It's an 18-point squ- uh, swing. Yeah, that's what I realized. I'm swing, an idiot. You know, and, and I'm, I'm with you. coach. The first time that when you when you see him grabbing his groin, you're like, okay, ah, well, there it is. But to your point, it's like, oh, okay, it's it's Chris Paul. But you're right. The way that he can break up the monotony of the isolation ball run by Devin Booker and, and Kevin Durant is vital to the offensive success of this team. And without him and with Cameron Payne, and we'll talk about campaign because it was nice to see him. And I honestly yeah. think that the article I wrote for bright side of the sun accompanied by what a lot of people were saying on the national media level, we finally bullied Monty Williams and not playing Shamit. Uh, so we got plenty of pain, which is fine. Uh, but he looked rusty clearly, but back to Chris Paul, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's just, it's the Chris Paul story. You know, when they, when they talk about him years and years from now, they'll talk about a, a great, great point guard who just got hurt in every fucking chance he could just the way it goes just the way yeah. it goes um man when he went out i was i wasn't as worried but like you said that 18 point swing it was it was very quick and you know guys like me that think like you can just plug someone else in there that can shoot and maybe distribute like Kogi had one assist or something like i think i know what i'm talking about i bet like, oh we'll be fine just put this other guy in there he can make his shots he's more athletic yeah, and then Chris Paul goes out. It's like the whole team doesn't know brain. what to do. It's the brain. Yep, exactly. The Suns lost their brain when they lost over him. Boobs are bronze. Bronze? Yeah, he plays for the Nuggets. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? One of the no, best no one saw a sniper. There was no sniper tonight. Hey, there was no, no one there. saw a sniper. <laughs> 10 of 27 in 44 minutes played Jesus by Kevin Durant. Christ, man. 24 points, 2 of 12 from beyond the arc. He had 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 2 block, 4 personal fouls, 2 turnovers. Uh, Kevin Durant in this game, I mean, old start. Kept shooting, you know, like the big dingling Durant he is. But you see that final stat line, and he shot us out of the game at points. 2 of 12. From beyond the arc, two of twelve. Uh, D Wig twenty four in the chat says Katie's not a choker; he's just old. You know, I, I don't know how much validity there is to that, but I felt like it wasn't like he was. You know, it's interesting because like the shots that he was making were the tough ones. It was the easy, wide open threes. He was just short every time, and he shot us out of this game. Yeah. And we would be doing ourselves a disservice and every member of this band if we didn't play the living hell out of this thing if we didn't hold him accountable and tonight kevin durant has to be held accountable for that unbelievably horrid horrid performance and again what's unfortunate and i know that there's three consecutive days off but he has to, he also played 44 minutes in it 27 field goals to make 24 points that's fucking putrid man yeah, well, first off, uh, Nuggets fans out there, thank you for liking the pod. A lot of good comments out there. There was actually one where the guy said, uh, or a lady out there says, the guy on the right is a KD hater. Last game I did say, you know, it's it was a good game, but it wasn't KD like a uh, fuck you mode. Obviously, we lost yeah. the game, but we need those spurts. We're watching the game at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. He makes two in a row. I'm like, Let's get five in a row. Let's go Booker mode out there, man. He misses the third, but then Booker kind of puts he puts it back in to help him out on the offensive rebound. But that's what we need. We need KD to come out there and be Booker mode on the other end. It's not happening. Then I'm thinking, I'm like, is he gonna have to just be LeBron out there? Like just LeBron. Like I'm like, no, it's like the rest. Like it's LeBron rests himself for like two quarters, three quarters. He'll come through in a quarter. Is that what we need? Because what KD's doing right now is settling for a lot of stuff. When he's getting to his spots, it doesn't look good. There's no smoothness to his game at all. Yeah. The passes are terrible. He's very hesitant on them. He's throwing them in the middle, and they're getting picked. It's easy money for the defense, right, yeah. to pick those ones off. Then that's what's happening. He's not comfortable in this offense, even though you look at the offense, there's no offense. It's just ISO. 
of course it's going to be easy for him to plug and play because if it's just an ISO taking mm-hmm. turns, then yeah, he should be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin and that's Durant. what that's what we're expecting. And it hasn't come through. I've been waiting for it. And the more and more I watch, the more and more I just don't trust the dude to get the job done. I'm sorry, I just I don't. And we give shit to Aiton. We give shit to Booker if he has mm-hmm. bad games. Booker's been phenomenal. He's mm-hmm. held his own. Fourth quarter wasn't very good this game. But we just need that from Kevin Durant. And I'm thinking maybe he's on LeBron's side where he just needs more rest and he can't be relied on like that anymore. And that sucks. Because if you say we lose this series and we have Kevin Durant for, what, two or three more years, then what are we looking towards? We're looking forward to like a few years where he's going to be injured in and out of the lineup and then he's going to come back in the playoffs and maybe be someone you can rely on. We don't know yet. It's still early for sure in his career with the Phoenix Suns. But we expected a lot more from him, and he needs to come out next game and hit those shots because those threes that he's throwing up there, I never think they're going in unless it's a corner three, and he didn't miss one tonight for the first time, I think, in the Phoenix Suns uniform. Yeah. Other than that, I don't trust that ball to go in ever. I think that if you look at the totality of this season for Kevin Durant, it's been a tough one, right? You know, he gets injured with the the knee issue. And he's out for a long time. He gets traded. He comes here, goes down with the ankle issue. You know, just typical, you know, injuries that uh, negate rhythm. And then he's being put into a, an offense that, again, like they don't have a ton of set plays for Kevin Durant. They've been primarily running him on the Mikhail Bridges offensive sets when he does have an offensive set. And reminder, Suns fans, we didn't have a bunch of Mikhail Bridges sets either. So they literally have him running those and everything else, like you said, is isolation. And it's a lot of star watching, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. lot of a lot of his teammates just watching the isolation. Like, we'll talk about DeAndre Ayton and his effort here in a little bit. But it's very rare that you see Kevin Durant try to come off of a DA screen. It's very rare that Kevin Durant's trying to come off of any screen. They just kind of throw it over him on the, the left or the right shoulder and like, all right, Kevin. Uh, just go create, make us, uh, make us points. Huh? And given that, that philosophy, I mean, part of it is, again, I feel like he hasn't had a chance to get in a lot of rhythm this season. Part of it is again, new guy energy. And he is a new guy on a team that has been together for quite some time. And now is trying to figure out who they are because they've gotten rid of three of the primary wings who were part of massive playoff runs through the last two seasons. And part of it is, they're not utilizing him correctly and putting him in a situation to be successful. So he feels like he has to go into Kevin Durant mode. Hey, he's like, hey, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Yeah, we know who you are seven years ago. And again, I think that, you know, he needs to, it, it, we'll see. Again, it's game two. It was a sloggy, sluggy game. We got to remember that Denver's 19 and 22 on the road. This isn't an elite road team. There's a lot of things that can sway after two games back in Phoenix and if and if what we saw tonight from Kevin Durant and from the Phoenix Suns was them figuring out some things defensively to negate some of the offensive effectiveness of the of the Nuggets that's great if Kevin Durant hits two more of those threes boom that's six more points if he hits two more of those jumpers boom it's a tie game so i just think that it was a really really bad game for Kevin Durant and i think that again the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant himself need to hold themselves accountable and go, what can we do to put him in a situation to be better? Because he's just not being put in a situation to be better. And part of that's on him, and part of that's on coach, and part of that's just on the philosophies of the coaching staff of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and I, I see a lot of stuff of Fire Monty, and you know, Monty needs, needs to put him in better spots. Oh, we'll get to, to me, Monty. To me, like the way KD plays, I just think those shots he's taking, he usually hits those. Like he he has the mismatches on smaller dudes. He's just not making it work. They're just not going in. But maybe there's more to it, obviously, to get him wide open. But that's just not going to happen on this team, I don't think, because they're going to make KD and Book do it all, right? I mean, they're going to let Chris Paul, who's injured now, and and DA just go to work. Let's see what you got. Can you make the right decision, DA, down low? He did tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why we're in this game. But also, it's just like they're going to let those guys just – try to make their shots, Booker and KD, and they try to make difficult shots. And they they don't look good, but most of the time they go in. But just tonight, it's just like, I just don't know if you trust. I know there's the offseason, and there's comments in the from the Jamsters about the offseason, and you just need that to gel. You do. 
for sure. Yes, but you have 100%. to remember, we came into this. We were one of the favorites to win a title, right? If you're yes. thinking about the offseason, that's fine. This isn't for you, the playoffs. The playoffs right now is Kevin Durant, Devin Booker wanting to win a fucking championship, dude. They Amen. don't care about the offseason. They're not sitting there thinking about what moves yeah, they're oh, going to we, need, the we need to work this out later on. No, it's now. You guys need to figure this shit out now. Get your shots up and make sure they go in. That's really as easy as Trust me. Book. Trust me. There's going to be plenty of talk <laughs> about the the offseason because the Suns are cruising that way here pretty quick, and we might have to be talking about it before we even get to the Western Conference Finals. DeAndre Ayton, 7 of 10 from the field in this game. He had 8 rebounds. He had 4 assists. He had 14 points. He had 5 fouls. He also had a block in this game. Matthew, as you were sitting at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, kicking it with Coach Fallen Founder, who's in town. Is it from Coach? Iowa. Or maybe it's just Fallen it's just, Founder. I always say Coach, too. I feel like I everybody's coach. coach. Everyone we know is Coach. It's like, what's up, <laughs> Coach? Hey, Coach, so says It's Jay. just Fallen Founder, but it, I, it, yeah, I, I always I say feel Coach like it Fallen used Founder. used to be Coach Fallen Founder. Maybe it was, yeah. But he's not even he, a coach. He's, he's in town from <laughs> Iowa. As you're watching DeAndre Ayton in this game, yeah. What was what was the conversations that you two were having? Well, I mean, the first thing we showed see, look, up, it like says 20... Coach Fallen Founder. Look right there, yeah, Coach. It, it does, does say we are not wrong. It says are he's you Fallen coach, Founder though? on Twitter, but are what do you coach, Fallen Founder? Anyways, yeah. what were you guys talking about relative to DeAndre like Ayton? Um, well, he showed up late and he missed all the good DA stuff. I thought DA did really good in the first half. Man, he was catching passes actually behind him and finishing. Um. He just was doing everything that he can to help his team. The thing is with DA in the series, it's like if he's not in the gray area where it's like, what the fuck are you doing, DA? Then he's having a good game. If he, he's, <laughs> if he doesn't fall into that, then he's fine. And that's what he was. I'm not even going to look at the stats. It's the same as last game, but the effort was actually there in this game. He was a little tired there in the second half, and he got in foul trouble. That's a big thing. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast where – you're going to worry about two things, injuries with Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, and then also it's just a foul trouble with DeAndre Ayton. Kind of same thing with JJJ over in Memphis where it's like the guy can't stay out of foul trouble. Ayton, when he has good games, he does get into foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And some of the fouls were kind of dumb, but some of them were just, I don't know. I, it was tough. He made it hard for, I feel like Jokic had a really good stat line. And he's, oh, not, a Jokic sta- he's not a Jokic stopper, but most of the game he wasn't able to play on him because of foul trouble. And I just think that that's like the next step for DA. Obviously, if we want to talk offseason, it's work on staying out of foul trouble because in a game like this where he came out and he looked good, I'm going to say he looked really good this game. We need you to stay in, and that's how we win a game because you have to give us the 45 minutes. So you're going to get three minutes of rest tonight mm-hmm. and just stay out of foul trouble. Let those ones go. Don't put your arms down. Don't put yourself into a body. You know what to do out there. Don't give me those things where it's like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. No, you know what you're doing out there. You're getting fouled so you can get some rest. You tired little boy out there. He's tired. And he's just like, I can't do this. I just want to go on the bench because I want to get in foul trouble. That's the way he was tonight. Um, so live update. Coach Fallen Founder says he's the coach. He coaches people to follow their dreams. Wah, wah, wah. I don't know. I'll never meet Lame? you. Lame? I don't know. Um, so I I'll start, I'll start off with the like foul that. trouble. I completely believe that da's foul trouble is not a product of him saying i want uh, as a as a conduit of having him sitting down this is oh, i was joking <laughs> okay i'm like dude i was not serious about that dude. okay <laughs> that saves a whole rant <clears throat> i had just specifically for you i was gonna turn off all the jamsters i'm gonna i'm gonna I was turn just, off the show i was totally kidding because he had a really good game and I, I thought it was a good backstage. game but i was just making shit up i thought deandre was fantastic in this game and it's funny that you said his stat line because it's literally almost the same exact stat line it he is. had the last game, right? It is. I think he had 14 and 7 14 in game and one. Yeah, and 14 this and one, 8 tonight. Yeah, and this was. was 14 and 8. Completely different DeAndre Ayton in this one. Completely different. I, I absolutely thought he played great on both ends of the floor. He was hustling the entire time. He was engaged. And he was making his impact on the defensive side. So the Suns, their decision this game was to have DeAndre Ayton play Nikolai Jokic straight up isolation style. Uh, they weren't sending helpers in game one. They were sending helpers and Jokic and the rest of the, the nuggets just started hitting threes because they were wide open. And we were talking about it a lot on the last podcast of how the Phoenix suns defensively were a team in the middle last game. 
They couldn't decide if they wanted to guard the perimeter. They couldn't decide if they wanted to crash the glass. They couldn't decide if they wanted to double team and who to double team and when to double team. And the Nuggets completely took advantage of that. Tonight, the Phoenix Suns said, you know what? We're going to play more physical. And this was a much more physical game. And we're going to isolate DeAndre Ayton on Nikolai Jokic. And I think it was the absolute right move. And we talked about this in our series preview. You're not going to stop Jokic. You're not. You're mm-hmm. All you can do is try to slow him down, if you will, and negate the effectiveness of those around him. And that's what they did tonight. You take a look, and this is why this, this game just hurts. Jamal Murray, 3 of 15 from the field, 0 of 9 from beyond the arc, 10 points. Michael Porter Jr., 2 of 7 from the field, 0 of 2 from beyond the arc, 5 points. It was Cadavis Caldwell Pope who went 4 of 4 from beyond the arc that truly killed the Suns. He was 5 of 6 from the field. Aaron Gordon had 16 points. He was 1 of 3 from beyond the arc and 5 of 8. But overall, of their 97 points, 39 of them came from Nikola Jokic. That's 40% of all their scoring came from Jokic. Everybody else, Suns could stay home on because DeAndre Ayton, for the most part, held his own. Now, yeah, Jokic was was down there and he was bullying around. And I'll tell you, man, Jokic gets away with so much shit. So much shit. He, he throws his elbows on every play. I mean, you saw the play where he, he hooked Bismack Biombo. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. The face in it was, it was a call on Bismack. Watch his screens. Bismack gets called for a screen when he's standing there and he leans a little bit. Jokic leans every time. And not only does he lean, he leans and then he sticks his ass out. So when somebody's coming and hitting him on the side, he leans into that person coming on the side. And as they're wrapping around him, he sticks his ass out and hits him again. They never, they never call it. They never call it. So again, that's my little Jokic rant. What I saw from DeAndre Ayton, though, was he he truly was, in my opinion, a game changer in this one. His ISO defense was, allowed the Suns to negate all the other Nuggets uh, throughout the majority of the game. And you add the fact that he is constantly screening on offense. And it's a hustle that impacted the game. He's the one who was freeing up Chris Paul in that third quarter that allowed the Phoenix Suns to put on a little run and score points and get up by eight points. It was a direct result of DeAndre Ayton. So, yeah, we're critical of D.A. whenever he is uh, doesn't have the energy, is sitting there watching rebounds, isn't engaged. The exact opposite tonight. I thought what we saw from D.A. was fantastic. It was frustrating watching him try to, to go up and score when Jokic is literally just straight up Paul Bunyan hacking him. It's like he's got a big axe. He was just hacking him. They weren't calling it. It was the weirdest. It was one of the most interestingly refed games I've seen all season because they were letting everything fly. But somehow, some way, Kevin Durant and, De- and DeAndre Ayton both were in foul trouble. It was just weird to see. Yeah, that was very strange. Um, they let them play, but then it got to a point where, what was it, like six free throw attempts at halftime for the Nuggets, and then the Suns had zero. But then the Nuggets just started getting to the line more. But then I think it was like only if the Suns had Jock in the game, they could get fouls because Jock was the only one drawing fouls, I feel like. We and, have five uh, free throws in, in in one of the most physical games I've seen. Yes, it was The physical, Suns had man. five free throws. Yeah. That's and, just – it is what it is. I'm not blaming the refs, but it's mm-hmm. like – yeah, that's Come the thing. On. Is like I don't know if I was either because a lot of the times the Suns were playing. They just you know, weren't calling anything. Their offense, so they're like, just okay. chucking up. If the Suns were trying to chuck up threes all the time and settle for like just ISO ball and making us piss as Suns fans, then I'd be like, what the fuck, refs? But they had to keep forcing the issue, and they didn't. And DA, too, the closeouts and stuff were really nice. Like, he was always on his dude that he was supposed to be on. You know, the closeouts yeah. on the three in the corners and stuff, he was well, there. It's because it they played like isolation DA. defense. Yeah, but it looked more like D, DA from two two seasons ago. That's what it looked like defensively. For me, it did. Um, just the foul trouble hurt. But other than that, man, he was fantastic tonight, man. Yeah, I, it was a really solid DeAndre Ayton game, and Give him his flowers where flowers are due. You know what time it is. Trivia time. Phoenix Suns in this game shot 6 of 31 from beyond the arc. It's something that we've talked about throughout kind of the postseason. This team was averaging, they entered this game averaging just over 23 three-point attempts per game. 
John Hollinger from The Athletic wrote a great piece about how the Phoenix Suns are literally just having a hard time overcoming the math in these playoffs because they don't shoot the three ball with enough frequency. And then they go out there and they, they shoot the three. It just three. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we'll shoot it, but like no one can fucking make it. So the trivia question that I have for you, Matthew, this season, yeah. how many times had the, have the Phoenix Suns shot 19.4% or worse in a game? You said this season? This season. Four. That is incorrect. Wow, you your streak is over. Your oh, streak is over. Your streak is over twice. Twice. Okay. Twice <laughs> against Atlanta on February first, they went four of twenty eight in a loss and shot fourteen point three percent. And against the Gold State Warriors on March thirteenth, they shot four of twenty one. Four is not bad though, and they lost. That was a good guess. Out of all those games, out of yeah. eighty two games, out of 80, 82 plus the playoffs, that's correct. <laughs> Uh, again, the, the challenge with this is you know that a team like the Nuggets, who shot 7 of 27 from beyond the arc for 25.9%, isn't going to do that a bunch. They're a team that hits the fourth most three uh, by percentage in the NBA. And that's why, again, a winnable game like this is frustrating because it was right there. You caught them on a night where they weren't hitting any of their shots. Jamal Murray's having an off game. Now, part of this is due to defense. Again, as we mentioned, due to DeAndre Ayton's ability to play isolation defense against Nikola Jokic, everyone could stay on their guys. And guess what? They were guarding the perimeter and making the the Nuggets take tough threes, unless it was Kadavis Caldwell Pope, obviously. Uh, they were negating offensive rebounds. Again, uh, in a, they got destroyed on the boards in the last game. They only gave up five offensive rebounds in this one. So the defensive schemes that the Suns downloaded appear to be effective, but weren't effective enough again because of uh because we suck. <laughs> yeah, it's we're relying on those two stars, and we knew coming into the series um, we would need to for sure. And I, I think we have to tell we we have to give Book his flowers for sure this game. He was great, but it comes to a point where it's like, who else do you trust? And the team just doesn't really trust a lot. I know like chucking up the threes was awesome because we asked for it. We asked for no shaman. We were like, all right, let's start chucking up those threes. And they looked bad. They yes. were like off the trash oh, can. Oh, so bad. The second row up. I don't like, you know, in the second section up, they were just hitting everything in the arena, but the bottom of the net. They were, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Even Kevin Durant's threes. The one he finally got to go in a bank shot. That yeah. was how bad these shots were. Oh, it, was, it was like it was the first so, time these guys ever so chucked a three. So we got it. We got the threes, though. We we got the attempts. They just didn't fall. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, sideways <laughs> in the chat. What's the lowest amount of free throws? Trivia time for me. Uh, they attempted four free throws against the Miami Heat on November 11th and five free throws against the Lakers on the 22nd of November. And five, I mean, they had five tonight. And one thing I'm going to be looking up after this podcast is what's the fewest amount of free throw shot in a in, in a playoff game? Because that's ridiculous, man. The play the, the playoffs are physical, and the Phoenix Suns just didn't get to the line. And again, I'm not going to blame the the officiating. I'm really not. Uh, I feel like Devin Booker could have had probably about ten free throw attempts in this game. I mean, he was getting hacked a ton, but they just weren't he calling was, it. Yeah, but Jokic wasn't. Well, how many did Jokic have though? Because I feel what, like Jokic two fouls? was two. He got to the line, but Jokic was getting hit a lot too. I feel like in this game, and he wasn't getting calls, so I kind of evened out on the other side. Let's so see. Jokic was he three, only had four. the six attempts or four attempts. Yeah, yeah, they had they had twenty one attempts from the line. So uh, again, a shout out to all the jamsters who are watching along live. Thank you for commenting in the chat. It's always entertaining to see what you have to say. It looks like Steph Curry showed up tonight. Steph Curry's in the chat suck. and he just says y'all suck. Thanks. He Steph. would never say that. He's too nice. He has well, such a good life. Apparently, he's wife. here and and he's yeah. He's telling us that we suck. A libertarian Sasquatch gave life. us four ninety nine in the super chat. We truly appreciate that, and I agree with what he says. Suns did everything they could to give this game away. Uh, this is one of those games that was so winnable, and they just. I don't know. They just, they just, they did. But honestly, it was like it was Booker and Durant versus Jokic. And yeah. Durant Booker just couldn't hit their shots late. That's what it was. It was back and forth. And then the Suns, the, those two stars could not hit their shots. So that fourth quarter them. for the Phoenix Suns, they ended up going seven of 25 from the field, which is 28%. They were 0 of 9 from beyond the arc. Obviously, they were a negative 13. They entered up three. They lost, uh, they scored 14 points in that. So, 
All right. Uh, the next next topic of conversation that I want to get into is one that's been kind of hot around these these here parts in Phoenix. I'm not talking about the weather. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Sun. So obviously, Monty Williams, whenever you get to the postseason, whatever, whoever the head coach is, you're going to analyze and overanalyze and yeah. be critical. Uh, and that we have been here on the Suns Jam Session podcast, especially when it comes to one Landry Shamit. I believe that we bullied him into a DNP tonight. He did not play. Yeah. But I also was taking note of some of the rotations. Uh, Payne was the first off the bench before Shamit. And we could talk a little bit about Cameron Payne here momentarily. Man, let's go ahead. Let's, let's do the camera. Should we give him the drop for tonight? Should we? Uh, <laughs> Make a decision. You're the executive producer. Yes. Here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. It was painful today. He was one of seven from the field. Two points, one assist, one rebound, four personal fouls for Cameron Payne in 17 minutes played. And that was the first move by by Monty Williams, right? He normally brings Shaman out. Boom, he brings in Cameron Payne. So we're obviously happy that we don't have to see Landry Shamit. And when you see Cameron Payne, you see him bring a burst of speed. He definitely looks rusty. But the first thing that goes through your head is, well, you know, at least he's not Landry Shamit. But as time goes on, you go, you know what? The difference between Cameron Payne and Landry Shamit is at least Landry Shamit know he can't hit shit. Cameron Payne doesn't know he can't hit shit, so he keeps shooting. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Are we going to say, like, bring Shaman back? No. We're not saying that. Yeah, no. Cameron Payne came in. He had, like, the defense. He drew the defensive foul, which is nice. Forced to turn over, like, right away. Like, I was like, oh, great defensive presence by him. But then he comes in, and when he's shooting shots, when you have KD out there and Booker out there, and he's wide open. They're leaving him wide open, obviously. He's taking the shots. And when he's missing it and you got those two guys in the court, the first thing I think about is like, why are you shooting when you got those two guys in the court? You're the point guard. Move the ball around. Do something. Do your Steve Nash impression. Get under the rim and start, you know, trying to move the ball around for this offense. Try to make some stuff happen. But I think he is rusty. Um, coming into this, you know, I mean, I didn't think we are going to be down 0-2. Wait, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, coming did. into this, this whole series, I was like, you know what? It is kind of scary the way this offense is. We're kind of heavily relying on these – starters and then you're like oh wait well Cameron Payne will come back and help this defense I mean help this uh, bench that's not a really a comfortable thing to say I'm not really comfortable with myself saying like I'm gonna rely on Cameron Payne to get things done I'm not gonna lie though tonight I like the shot attempts and I just did say like hey why are you shooting it but you're missing it with these guys I like it because I feel like he can't hit those and get hot if Monty's mm-hmm. not going to play Terrence Ross or any of these other guys, which is just Terrence Ross, because I know TJ Warren is never going to play because he's not comfortable in the situation right now. If he's not going to play Ross, I would rather trust Cameron Payne taking those shots. Mm-hmm. I really would because he at least has confidence in himself, even though sometimes he does argue with himself on the court. and looks like a maniac. He has confidence that he's going to get the job done. So I'd rather have a guy like that on the court than Shamit, who just is like scared and just, you know, s- just you know the ball is full of coal i don't even know like it's a hot ball out there he doesn't want to even touch it it just moves it around so quick to where he's not even present offensively i think that really what cameron Payne brings is a confidence that we do need to the second unit i feel comfortable with him it's just the shot attempts they just did not go in tonight and i think that we're gonna have to rely on that Moving the ball against this defense is an issue for anybody right now for the Suns team. Oh, 100%. So I just I don't want to say, like, hey, move the ball around, even though I did say that earlier. Yeah, try to, but it's going to be difficult. But I just think he's going to be wide open. I trust him a lot more than Shaman right now. I do, too. I honestly do, because I feel like he's trying to make plays, whereas Landry Shaman just doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Now, with that being said, the foul trouble that, that Cameron Payne gets himself in, obviously he becomes a target on defense, much akin to Shamit. And he had three fouls like instantly. And that's what limited his yeah. time. And ultimately, we got more Damian Lee. Uh, Damian Lee in this game was 0 of 5 from the field, 0 of 3 from beyond the arc. He had Those... six rebounds, two assists, but zero oh. points for Damian Lee. Okay. Ish Wainwright got a nod. We haven't played the Ish Wainwright drop in a long time. Maybe we maybe we should here. <laughs> Ish going down. Ish. I'm yelling, Wainwright. You better move. You better dunk. 
I haven't played that in so long. I forgot what it was. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I love that one. I oh my god! It. But he, I mean, he he only played two minutes, <laughs> but he was a negative six in those two minutes. I mean, that lineup that they they ran out there. The second quarter mirrored the fourth quarter, in which we we really didn't have any production because yeah. we we're trying we're running our bench guys out there. So as we go back to Monty Williams in this situation, you know, part of me was thinking. Man, Monty's lost. Like <laughs> subbing Shamit is the only move he knows. So when peer pressure, like the Suns Jam Session podcast and BrightSideOfTheSun.com, uh, call him out for putting a guy out there who's an absolute fucking zero, when that forces him not to sub Shamit, he just starts throwing shit against the wall to see if it sticks. He's like a one-trick pony, I'm thinking. But then I think the proof is in the pudding. The bench combined two of 16 in this game. <laughs> two, they had four points, Matthew, in this game. Total minutes played by the bench, 26 plus 10. That's 36, right? Plus 11, <clears throat> that's 47, 49, plus 17. That's 50, 66, <laughs> plus five. 71 minutes were played by the bench. 71 minutes were played yeah. in this game by the bench. They were two yeah. of 16. You, you, you can't get mon- bat, mad at Monty for that. These guys no. just fucking suck. <laughs> it's a it's a player's league, man. It's, uh, it's up to the players to make the suck. shots. Oh, I, I'm laughing because the, the, the book of John, John says, says uh-huh, this uh-huh, season this is season's over. over. Uh, the reason I'm laughing so hard is you're reading those stats off and they're, uh, they're just tumultuous. Is that even a word? Tumultuous? It's unbelievable. <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous. It's so bad. And it's like, even if you play Shaman, you play any of these guys, it doesn't matter right now. Um, that's why, I mean, we go back to it, dude. It's just heavily relied on those two stars. And if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. Um, I don't know what you do. I think they were so close to that Damian Lee thing. Lee would miss the shots that the, the Nuggets didn't make eventually that killed us because Lee was open for a few and he would miss them, obviously 0 for 5. But then when you're when you're talking about like Torrey Craig, I want him in there for Lee. I want Craig and Akogi to be in there for those offensive rebounds. Because the only way to win a game like this, I felt like, was just to be there in the middle to get the second chance opportunities and maybe tip it in or something. Because no one can make anything. So get those guys in there that well, can actually grab the rebounds. That's what I'm saying. It's like all of these guys combined over 70 minutes played. They go 2 of 16. And what do we not get? Ross. The outlet boys like give me some outlet boys in this bitch give me some guys who can actually fucking score yes like ish wainwright i'm sorry ish wainwright a two-way contract two consecutive years get picked up at the back end of the season and i know it's only two minutes but like i literally had notes on him i'm like we need bench minutes so i can't hate it but he was negative six and three minutes you don't get offense from him you don't get defense from him at least give me a guy who's got one attribute he gets beat right away Ish is out there. He he get beat the first time, and then the second time he had to foul the guy. So that's him defensively. So that's why it's like you got guys that can get hot and change a game. Ross, number one. Skip Bayless tweeted about playing Ross. Everyone hates Skip Bayless, but it's it's definitely right. You have a guy that can score 30, like he said, in a game, and he's not out there. Warren looks uncomfortable, right? He does. Yeah, he does. Then stand him in the corner. He can hit the three. He can get hot. Those guys can get hot. Lee can, but when's the last time this season he's gotten hot or he hit like three shots in a row? I don't remember. I remember one shot maybe once in a while. It's not, I mean, that's just all he's told to do is go stand in the corner. These other guys can shoot from all over the place, have the offense rotate around and make sure that those guys are open at the end of the possession to where they can just drill something, get this offense going. I just want to hear Monty. I hope at the presser at the, at the, at the end of this game, they ask him after I stutter on that, they ask him, and I'm probably starting to ask him a question if I'm down there. Be like, oh, Monty, 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 how come you did not just play Ross? What is the meaning behind it? John what Nelson. I'm not saying he's going to win us a game. Does Monty realize Warren is known as Buckets? It's the one thing we're missing from the That's second what I'm team saying. Like, fucking Buckets. What, what is the reason? It's not defensively, yes, but tell like the Nuggets miss a lot of shots tonight. We made I it think, difficult, I think but you can T- still run the offense out I there with TJ, those guys. I think TJ Warren like asked Monty Williams' daughter out on a date or something. 
And he's just like, whoa, now you've crossed the line. Sit on the, I don't know what it is. It's crazy to me. And, mm. you know, uh, watching the game with someone that's never watched basketball there, she said like, oh, Aiden, she doesn't even know his name. The lost boy. She even said the same thing about Monty. Like, it's just, it's in the eyes, man. It's when you're watching him and watch the game, it just doesn't look good. But when you, I don't know, man, it's, it's hard to even talk about. Oh, well, let's talk about we some subreddit stakeout. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So Matthew said he was at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, but really he was hanging out in the Denver Nuggets subreddit. Yes, it's where, actually their colors too. Yeah, right yeah. Look you, you, you're rocking their colors. Good Perfect. for you. And now I fit right in. I look just like Jokic. Yeah, you look just like the clowns that they are. Nugs in four. I, Nugs <laughs> in, I, did you hear them saying that? No, I didn't hear it. They were doing Nugs in four. I was like, ooh, careful, guys. That doesn't end well for any franchise that starts doing that. Just ask us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we got to the finals that year you know what i mean so they'd be happy with that for sure um you know i took screenshots of these things okay, um, that's so what i always do well okay so you know there's a lot of ref talk it's insane how much ref talk was on there and how much hate they had towards the refs well it was a physical game what? and not a lot of people are used to watching physical They're not looking basketball score, though well that's the, the other side of it again the the nugget shot what 16 more free throws than the suns uh the suns were called for nine more fouls than the nuggets but yeah let's hear them bitch about the refs yeah refs doing a, doing everything to get the suns this win what okay are they talking about like just comments like that i'm like what does that even mean when did that happen once in this game i didn't see it I um i don't think we deserve this offensive the offensive rebounds they were talking about, you know, I don't think the Suns deserved them. Most of theirs were pretty felt pretty lucky. I don't know. I think we had guys there in the middle. I wanted to see more of that tipping the ball back out. You know, that was huge. It's not like we're going to make them, but at least we got the opportunity, right? <laughs> we're taking the threes. We're just not making them. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Yeah, someone said, uh, Christian Braun, extend this, that man some years and money. They love that guy. He always hey. seemed to always have like that extra little play that really got the crowd going. It's like fucking shit. rookie from Kansas. Yeah, Kansas it's like, ass. yeah, damn it. You know, one for two tonight. I want to fucking give him what, some money. Woo! Stand <laughs> him. Please do. Well, when Durant slips and his body hit the floor so hard, laughed my ass off. Durant just slipped and gave him free throws. So the thing is, with that play, we were all nervous, right? Yeah. As soon as he hit that floor, that was a hard hit, man. Um, someone said body that snake bitch up. I don't even know what that means. But also, um, they were talking a lot about the Sixers game. I was like, am I on the right subreddit? <laughs> what are they talking about? It was a great game, man. Harden had yeah. what 45? That was fantastic. Yeah, you know, and I missed it, of course. I don't know. Um, Braun and Brown attorneys at ball. Does that sound okay? Braun Stupid. and Brown attorneys at law. Yeah, I get it. I shitty. get it, but they just went with at law, like all right. And then they hated the announcers too. And like, I guess the Suns, they were giving the Suns a lot of credit. They just said, I hate these announcers so much, bro. These announcers are so bad, bro. Damn, bro. Yeah. Colorado talk, bro. (laughs) um, Malone, they said Malone wants to save his challenge for the next game. What sucks is the Suns didn't have a challenge and they challenged one for KD, which was, it looked like that KD just got all balled on the replay. I'm like, fuck, we're fucked. Yeah. Whoever told him to replay that shit, like, send him to our G League team. Yeah. Which doesn't exist, a.k.a. you fired. <laughs> you fired. you fired. Uh, this Wait reminds me of the Pistons one in 04, only giving up 80 points a game. Yeah. We got the here. Nuggets that are the Pistons now. So oh, God. that's all from subreddit stakeout. Oy vey. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Got a few more things that I had in my notes. Uh, let's see here. Josh Akogi in this game got the start again. And I think that he really did a good job on Murray. I mean, Murray he did. obviously had an off night, but I think part of that was Josh Akogi. He played 22 minutes. He only had two points. But he was, you know, we brought him in for the exact reason I thought we should. And he needs to be that defensive stalwart who is uh, botting up Jamal Murray, trying to make things tough for him. Uh, surprisingly, only had three fouls. I feel like he could have gotten called for numerous fouls. Literally right off the bat in this game, like off the tip, Jamal Murray, like, started dry humping Chris Paul. 
Yeah, there was no foul. Like right I was at Colby Jr. by myself, and I'm just like, "What the? That's what the a fuck? foul!" Like right off. What's the bat. going on? Jamal Murray, like, and then he Chris, and then he yeah. fouled Chris Paul on the second inbound play, and then he yes. called like, "Oh, it's gonna be one of these games." Uh, but great defense from Akogi. One interesting thing though, uh, and and I'll say this: he was fighting through his the defensive screens, things of that nature. Like I really like what I saw. He had a wide open shot in the fourth quarter in the key when the Suns were down three. And he didn't take it. And he passed it out to Katie. And Katie bricked a three. That's we what learned, I'm saying. We learned something about, about Josh Akogi right there. We learned something. That's okay. You don't expect him to be a big shot taker. But when you're that wide open and you're eight feet from the basket, you got to take that one, Josh. Yeah. You just but gotta. last game he missed them. And I don't know if they told him, like, hey, pass it out. When when Katie and Chris Paul and Booker are having their own practice by themselves and they're talking, they're like, yeah, those needs to come back out to us. Maybe that's what no, that was said because no. that's not a Kogi like. You saw it. You saw it, that's, though. You saw him like, like go, oh, shit. Uh, I, yeah, he but had, because he was he told not to shoot that. No, I no, no, no. That it's wasn't Okoge. That, no, Okoge's it's the most confident player point. on this team. No, he's the most confident he's going to do what he wants. That's instincts at that point. That's a hundred percent. Guys said, "Pass it back out." He had he had the da look on his face, like, "Oh shit, I got the ball in a meaningful moment. What do I do with it?" And he passed out. That's my oh, take on it. I'll never that's believe my, it. Never that's believe my it. Take. I will take that to my grave. Love you, Kogi. To my G rave. What's up? The juice in this one: eleven minutes played, zero points. Just had one offensive rebound. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But that one offensive rebound. I mean, like I go back and I look at these stats. I'm like, shit, that's all he had was one offensive rebound. And I wrote I about it in my notes. I go, we got one of those Tory Craig aggro boards where he goes and just yeah. tears it down. Like that's the that's the Tory Craig I want to see. And we only saw it for one play. That's why you just need a Kogi and Craig out there with those with the big three with Aiden. Well, Aiden, the big two and a half, Aiden, and uh, well, tonight big three. He kind of earned it. You just need those guys because in a game like this, you just got to get as many opportunities as you can around the rim. And even around the rim, like they had a hard time getting it in. It was very difficult. Um, but those guys are in a game like this help you out. And the stats don't matter because they stuck out more to me defensively. And like you said, that one rebound, it's just the things they do are huge and they yeah. stick out. They're big. So we'll see when we talk about adjustments. But first... <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, this is your chance if you're watching along live in the chat to let us know who your Jam star of the game is. Matthew, I'll let you go. For, did you go first last time? Um, I don't remember. One? I never remember. All right, well, then you go first. Who are you giving Jam star of the <sighs> this game? This is to? actually tough. I'm going to give it, it to is. Aiden. Is it tough because you have to give it to Aiden, or is it tough because there was no. no I'm going to give it to Aiden. Um, Poker, I mean, stats look great. Um, we didn't even talk about Booker really in this game. I know it sucks, but Booker, great game. It's just the way he finished, you know, but I don't know. I, I guess I'll give it to Aiden just because it was a good game. We needed this. That's what it was more important is Aiden needs to be more involved. Now, if, is he going to follow it up? Who knows? But tonight he showed up for sure, except for fouls. So the, the Jamsters are kind of split between Booker and Aiden. You said Aiden, so I'll mention Booker on this one. Uh, Devin Booker in this game, 35 points, 14 of 29. So a lot of shots to get there. Only yeah. uh, four of eight from beyond the arc. Missed all of his threes in the fourth quarter when we needed him. Six assists, five rebounds, another quality performance for Devin Booker. It just sucks because, again, in a loss, uh, it's going to make that average look real nice. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just um, uh, Christian gives to anyone who's stuck around. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, John Nelson says Booker no passing. You know, he did have six assists to That's what I said. Yeah, to, but last to game, too, he did the same thing. He was just – Narrow-minded team. So uh, D. Wiggs says, "R.I.P. Chris Paul's groin," which mm-hmm. brings me to my next subject. Obviously, Game Three is going to be Friday night back home at Phoenix. We we don't know what's going to happen with Chris Paul again. I'm not a doctor, but I will say that I, I I highly doubt that we will have Chris Paul available for this game. I just, you know, groin tightness, old man like that, it ain't happening. So when we talk about adjustments, what the fuck are the Suns going to do in Game Three? Well, what I wanted to do is if Chris Paul's out, I want Craig and Akogi to start. I want those two in there. I want Cameron Payne coming off the bench. Um, just so you say I, go point book. Yeah, point book, point Katie. That's the only way we're going to win. I mentioned it 100 times this podcast. But, you know, if you want scoring, I trust Cameron Payne. It's If he's going to make it or not, I don't know. I trust him to try to get wide open shots. He might get hot. That's the one guy off the bench that I need to score. Those other two dudes, Kogi and Craig, I just want to see that offense together. I've been killing mm-hmm. for it. Even Bismack replaced the game at certain points before Eaton had this game. 
I wanted that, but you're going to have those two in there crashing boards. It'd be nice to see. And adjustments, make your shots. KD, just be KD. Um, yeah. I think going into the series, like I said, he has to be that guy. He hasn't been it yet. First game was okay. This game was terrible. He has to come out and just win this game, win the next two in Phoenix. What do you do if he starts Landry Shamit? I cut off my dick. Okay, I was just going to like not watch the game, but Jesus Christ, that's a permanent solution to a temporary problem, Matthew. Come on now. You're better than that. Jeez. My bad. I, I got I to gotta say I'm not opposed to that strategy. Um, you're going to have to run point book here. Cameron Payne is probably what's going to happen. You know Monty. Monty's like the most basic fucking coach. It's going to happen. Point it's, guard, point it's, guard. It's, it's, it's going to be pan, uh, campaign, and then we're going to have to piece it up from behind there, whereas I think – if we do some point book and campaign comes off the bench and we see some Terrence Ross in this game, uh, there, there's a chance that the Phoenix Suns, because that's a defensive lineup that you just mentioned. It's a defensive lineup. It's a physical lineup. I think that it could really work. Uh, you know, when we talked about it in the, in the the series preview, the biggest challenge that the Suns had defensively was Chris Paul. Who yeah. do you put Chris Paul on? Jamal Murray? Well, that doesn't that didn't work in game one. This one, they brought him in there. They had him. I mean, he was taking like Aaron or, or Davis Caldwell Pope, who just likes to stand in the corner. Like that was kind of the strategy. Now you can have D book and you have, you have Josh Kogi on him, whereas D book is having to take Aaron Gordon at times and MPJ at times. But now you got Craig in there. So I like it. It gives us some size, some defense. It all comes down to can the bench fucking play? Can we get a just fucking make, bench? Just make your shots. Jesus. You know, they, they look so scared out there too, man. They look like they're like, should we be out here? I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you just put us out here? I don't know. Should we be out here? Well, we're rapidly awesome. We're, we're rapidly approaching the, the, the off season here, Matthew. Again, down. It's not over. Don't worry. D-Wig 24. Void still thinks Shamit is a temporary problem. Since when? I fucking hate Landry Shamit. I've hated Landry Shamit for years now. Do you, you want to hear a fun stat, stat about Landry Shamit? Every team that Landry Shamit has ever been on that's made the playoffs has been eliminated in a game seven in the second round of the playoffs. Oh, Every no. fucking team. Can we trade him really quick? Can we just drop him right now? <laughs> can we can we I know can we just take him out back and just you know just old yeller him? Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, that's He's no longer on the team, and we win. I don't know. I'm, He's dead. I cut off my pee-pee. I've written a <laughs> Just go to brightsideofthesun.com. Read my latest piece on Landry yeah. Shamit. Just go ahead and read it. Literally, this is how it starts. Uh, this this was retweeted by one of the SB Nation guys who uh, runs all of SB Nation. He goes, he reads, and every now and then like he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll retweet. This is literally how the article starts. There are three things that the, Fe- the Phoenix Suns fans dread. Death, taxes, and Landry Shamit minutes. The first two haunt our nightmares and have us pop in melatonin to ensure adequate adequate sleep. The third is haunting our waking hours. He just retweeted that. He's like, Jesus, Voida, tell me how you really feel. (laughs) 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 To quote the crazy old dad from Walk Hard, the wrong kid died. Wesley David in the chat. Is he talking about the Aiden trade? That's that's one of my favorite movies of all time. The McKell Uh, trade? And Suns Blackout, I told you before this thing started, I was going to say some shit I would regret. Well, there you go. I said old yeller, Landry Shannon. Metaphorically, of course. Like, come on, you guys. He's so serious. No, I think I think he's done, though. And uh, the next step for Monty is just to focus on getting Ross out there. Someone in the media, you guys, I know you watch this show and you fucking love it. Just ask him, why are you not playing Ross? Yeah, just Get, why is Terrence Ross? Well, he won't get open. Just like Katie, he can't get open. What? Yeah, whatever. Put he's doing Ross it. out there. He's playing sub the second team out there. He can get open. Trust Even me if he that. comes in and goes one for seven like Payne, fine. We need some guys that have some fucking confidence. Ooh, we doing Don't a show Wednesday? their pants. Should we? I don't know. Could we just play of, it by ear? Yeah, we could play it by ear. What we might do, Jamsters, is we might do... A call-in show, a Jamsters React show, where we do what we've done before, where we put a link in the YouTube chat, and you could follow that link and come live on the show and give us your thoughts or not. I don't know what we're going to do. We might not do anything. We'll see how we're feeling Wednesday, huh? Yeah. Okay. Sounds let's, like a plan. Uh, yeah, let's play by ear. But, you know, it's going to be a negative pod for sure. But Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, I was hoping we'd, do, we'd be tied. We'd have that's the thing. To talk is, about. We can do that. But I'll it's be us talking about Landry. Here. It's just us talking about how I I talked about Landry Shamit. Like, 
you're a horrible human being. Ron. Yeah, what did you say? Play Ross. You're a, you're a yeah. bad person. <laughs> I hope your cactus in the backyard we'll wilts see. and dies. Maybe if we get like an update on uh, Chris Paul's injury or something, if we know he's going to play or not, maybe we can talk about adjustments or something. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. He's not going to well, play anyways. Yeah, he's not. Uh, on that note, Jamsters, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Play Baisley. No. We're not. Ba- we will not do the Baisley thing just like we did Aaron fucking Holiday last year. It's like Aaron Holiday is the answer. It's like if Aaron Holiday hey, is the Jock, answer. Hey, Jock, fuck. good minutes out there tonight. Good minutes by Jock. Yeah, tonight. I don't mind Jock. I don't mind Jock. Hey, that's, that's everyone did mind him. Hey. Except for me. Mr. Matthew. Matthew has loved Jock Mandel for quite some time. Jesus, this is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my Jock. Landale. And have a good night, Jamsters. Go and suck your jocks.